This is Tertiary Delight, Delight a and podcast. it's a podcast where two best, friends, two best friends talk to you about their, their friendship. Best friendship, and yes. it's basically we it's lead like we're them through a loosely guided conversation. Interview. So this is my friend and co-host Bianca Das, and uh, luckily. She was at the very first one of these uh, because it was a different set of friends who had come up with this in the first place, and then she was available to like roll with it and finish out the project with doing the rest of them. Yeah, that is true. Um, I'm Priyanka. This is my very good friend, Daniel Andrew Boyd. I call him Dan, and the first time, as you mentioned, I we were just hanging out. I didn't know that you were even recording a podcast or that this was supposed to be a podcast. And I ended up, you know, meeting some really interesting people. And I wanted to be a part of this, but I wasn't going to steal the co-host spot or anything or try to go after it. And luckily, a year later, Dan decided to restart this and expressed my interest. And now here we are. Okay. This is my friend Jake Kuntz, uh, my first friend Jacob, and uh, yeah, we've been friends since middle school, solidified mostly in high school, and um, ever since grew up um, in the suburbs, the exciting suburbs of uh, Prospect, Arlington Heights. Yeah. And, uh, so you we're now uh, hanging out here downtown Chicago. And I'm Jake. I think that might be the third time Cody has ever called me Jake. Yeah. <laughs> we go back back to the days where I went by Jacob. Mm-hmm. Mm. I'm a little surprised that I got the introduction as Jake there. <laughs> but yeah, uh, back in middle school days. I think uh, seventh grade. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, so do you guys remember the first time you met? Staropolis's class. Yeah, we had a couple classes together, and we're both kind of like the smart kids that like didn't care and sat in back and just like made snide comments to one another. Um, <laughs> so we, we realized that we were kind of doing the same thing there. And um, yeah, I guess we were mostly just like kind of like class friends. I feel like it wasn't until like high school that we really started like hanging out. I disagree. I'm pretty, sh- I'm pretty sure I distinctly remember after school or after Stravopolis's class we had been talking about Heroescape. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and that was like, that sounds cool. That I want like to try a, that. That was like a tabletop uh, miniatures game that we played. Yeah. Back then that was Real like, into that for a while. Yes. Yeah. Uh, did, you, did you finish it out? Did you make it through all the quests? Do you remember? It's more of a, 
build an army versus build an army. Yeah, it's like a skirmish thing. Fight so, to the death. Okay, yeah, okay. it's just like a different battle every time you play. It's like you build the map with a bunch of different like hex tiles and then a bunch of different figures that you. Yeah, it wasn't like Dungeons and Dragons. We weren't that cool yet. No. Yeah, we <laughs> we didn't achieve that level of nerddom until high school. Um, was there ever a moment then did you, that you guys realized that you were best friends? I don't know. It kind of just grew organically. We were just hanging out a lot, talking a lot. Mm-hmm. Had a lot of shared interests. Yeah. That's true. I mean, if I had to name one, probably gaming. Yeah. Just like we were in the sa- into the same like video games, like Nintendo stuff, computer games. Um, and so, yeah, it was just cool to like, you know, oh, have you played this game? Like, oh, yeah, I have. And like, we just like know exactly what we're talking about and we can get right into the, the details of whatever it is. And so, yeah, that was pretty, pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, there was also the gaming beyond video, too. Like, yeah, tabletop Hero stuff. Hero State, you mentioned earlier. Yeah, yeah, board games. Various, like, tabletop miniature games. Later, we got into the Black Arts of D&D. Yeah, Dungeons and & Dragons. And that was kind of me and you driving that and getting a yeah. group of us into it. That's true, yeah. Yeah, I think that that is kind of an interesting thing about D&D, is that there has to be people who are the most excited yeah. to cajole other people into it and like at least get other people over the hump of it oh, being we something were, they've never done before. We were all behind the hump to start <laughs> out with. We had no idea what we were doing. Yeah. How'd, you, how'd you find out about it? I had known about it for I several years. would uh, like when I'm at like Barnes and Noble, I would be like checking out the like rule books for like these games that I didn't play, just that they had like really sweet like monster pictures in them, and like so I would always just like be looking through like the monster manuals, and I'd yeah. be like seeing these like mm-hmm. stat blocks of like all of their like skills and feats and stuff, and I'd just be like, well, I don't know what crazy complicated game this is for, but it's got some sweet monsters in it, and so eventually. Uh, we learned how to comprehend those skill blocks, stat blocks, and uh, yes, yeah, got a couple books of our own and just started winging it. Uh, we played very wrong for the first couple times we played, but still managed to have a lot of fun and just got better and better at it. Got a bunch of our friends into it. Well, not, maybe not a bunch for us. I, just, would, I would call it a bunch. Yeah, uh, yeah I guess by, I mean, by the end of it, yeah, we did. We were kind of patient zero for at least like a dozen people. That's true, that's true. And then between us going and playing like our separate games, like I got all of the frat people into it. True, true, yeah. We, it was a hobby that we were both very much into that continued well into college years. And yeah, like we're still doing it today. I had a freaking session last night. <laughs> where I was a player, um, but uh, yeah, it wasn't so much one moment that occurred, but we had a couple of noteworthy adventures that were just unique trials and tribulations for us. Oh yeah, I mean, we had a thing going for a solid couple of years where we could just 
not get anywhere without incident. Yeah. There's okay. always something that happens. Yeah. Okay. Whenever we would have like great road road trip plans, we would have some random unforeseen stupidity occur to us. It was usually self-inflicted. Yeah. <laughs> usually just us being disorganized, forgetful people, occasionally here and there, but um, sometimes it seemed as if forces beyond our reckoning were working against us. Plus, it was more fun to think that way anyway. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's kind of what we settled on. Uh, so, is this in high school that you would go on road trips? A um, little bit towards the end. Yeah, yeah. Um, Although Gen Con was... Yeah, go, that was a... Was it we in must Ohio? Have only been, that was in Indianapolis. Indiana. Indianapolis, yeah. okay. So yeah, we stayed with my aunt that lives outside of that city. We must have been 15 or 16. Yeah. Because I know that we couldn't drive there. We had yeah. to take the Greyhound. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Greyhound! As high schoolers! Oh, I'm excited. Yeah. That was... Uh, a unique experience. Um, so yeah, we got dropped off at one of the downtown stations here and waited around for our bus to get in and rode that for a couple hours to Indianapolis. Wow. Do you remember uh, people you met on um, the Greyhound? Oh, we didn't meet anyone. Oh no, we kept absolutely not. We were pretty, we were pretty timid of everything going on around us. But, um, <laughs> yeah, a couple of like young white suburban kids on a greyhound and it did stop over in gary yeah that was the greyhound stop in gary is uh probably <laughs> one of the sketchiest places i've ever been <laughs> yeah yeah gary is yeah especially oh. then right literally years ago right oh, about 10 years ago wow yeah but yeah and so your parents were cool at the time with yeah. you guys going and was it just you two or was there a small group? It was, but we stayed with Cody's aunt and uncle. Right, right. Yeah. So the first time we went, it was just you and me. Yeah. And then uh, years later, we brought um, Phil came with us that one time. And then Was that one or two years? I think that might have just been the next year. Yeah, perhaps. Um, and then there was one year that I went with Jason. I brought him down there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a cool gaming convention. So uh, awesome nerdy shit there. I would love to get back there. It's just August is such a yeah. Oof, yeah, month. it's like kind of something you need to like the whole city like gets like booked up for this convention. So it's like something you need to plan like months in advance. And yeah, are there any specific stories that you remember from being at your first Gen Con? I don't think we really did anything RPG-ish the first time we were there. We just kind of sat down and played some board games. Yeah, like the the big like retail hall had like, a, you know, like all the different game companies would have like booths and stuff that, you know, you could sit down and like they'd show you how to play their new game or whatever. So we would just kind of do that here and there. There was the like the Warlord, that big like dungeon crawl that we did. Did we do that that first year? I th- I feel like because like yeah, we, we played, a, we with played us. a handful of them, yeah, yeah, and then we also played BattleTech, yeah, for the first time. That was pretty sweet. That was like a like a mech combat, mech warrior, um, miniature game. That was pretty sweet. 
but um, that was a good one. I remember things outside of the con on that trip, too. Mm. Like, I remember one of the days we got out of the con, we were waiting for your uncle to come pick us up, Mm -hmm. and a bunch of juggalos drove by in this big van. (laughs) Oh, yeah. And were just chucking ICP, like, burnt CDs at people. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. Right. Which I didn't even know what a juggalo was then, but <laughs> Dude, they, it that's... seems like some very. I mean, we've been seeing people walking around in all sorts of costumes, like all over the place. So we're like, hmm, I wonder what anime they're from. But, uh, but I it think was that's probably the also the first time I ever saw a fur suit. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah, we got a we had an ICP uh, CD to listen to. We had it, but we didn't listen. We couldn't. Was that also the year that we tried to swim across the lake that you're in? Uh, no, that was when that was the year after when we had Phil with us, and we did swim across it. So like my aunt and uncle live on like it's like a lake, but it's like a really like it's like a channel more so because it's like really long and not that wide, but um. You know, boats are up and down on that all the time, and uh, we, it was, like, super hot during the day, and we were, like, out, but it was, like, hot enough that it, like, the water was still, like, pretty warm and cool, like, even though it was, like, the middle of the night, and so we were doing this thing where we'd, like, be in their hot tub, and then, like, go out into, like, the cool water, and, like, be switching back and forth, and then someone had the idea to swim across the uh, the width of the body of water, which was, I don't know, I'm terrible at estimating distances. But third of a mile, quarter to third? Perhaps. Across, yeah. Um, so that was pretty fun um, until, like, we got... Until the, it wasn't. Yeah, until we got to, like, the middle of the thing, like, oh, I'm starting to get tired. <laughs> what now? <laughs> and then they started sharks which like started <laughs> freaking me out and then that like gave me the uh, encouragement I needed to keep paddling um, but we did get across the other end and we're, we were just hoping that someone wouldn't, didn't mind that we just like hoisted ourselves up onto their dock so that we like could catch our breath and try and not die uh, but no one was out it was super dark so yeah, we were able to rest there for a time that was required and then we swam across back and this is all like when my aunt and uncle are asleep we didn't tell them and like they would have, if anything would have happened they would have had no idea we were out there it would have been it, yeah. it could have been bad but it was and we probably slept pretty well that night too we oh yeah my cousins are older than me and they played D&D Okay. And so I wasn't allowed to play because I was too young. But whenever we'd go, I would sit in the corner and they'd be like, you're quiet, you can play. And their campaigns in my memory were just the most amazing things. Like, it's possible. My, my, uh, sometimes I'll watch like videos of people who do it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, they're nowhere near as good as my five years old memory (laughs) of my cousin doing it. He'd do all these voices. There'd be all these 
politics and things like that, and people stayed in character, and it was like really impressive. Yeah, I don't know. Our sessions are pretty good. Yeah, it's true. I, I, it's cool that that hobby is like becoming mainstream enough that like there are multiple like podcasts that you can listen to that are people's campaigns that are they're running or like. There's multiple like shows that you can tune in and like watch people sitting around a table and playing with like celebrities and stuff, um, but I don't know like there's something absent that like when it's as soon as you put it in front of like a viewer and audience that it changes it enough like there's nothing that's gonna be like as solid as like you know a really close knit group of friends in like you know their secluded gaming room just like you know. Rocking yeah. out with their characters and stuff. Yeah, like, really getting into it. Yeah, with like a story that like everyone has been involved with telling for weeks, months, even years on end, um, which is like kind of the the scope that we're, we are like working with at this point in our careers. And yeah, it's like it's really awesome. Yeah, I'm just gonna I'm gonna build Cody up here. He's become an awesome DM. <laughs> I've certainly got plenty of hours in in it to I'm glad it's at least getting somewhere. But uh, yeah, it's like a it's a very cool, unique like art form that I is pretty pretty much my major jam. Like involves a lot of like you know storytelling, creative thinking, and writing. Like the actual like delivery of it the whole like social aspect of you know wrangling five different people together with varying real life schedules and trying to get everyone to get into a room for a couple hours so you can actually play um but i don't know it's a lot of work but it's like a lot definitely worth it i would say and it's good well because it's good to get positive feedback from my players who are yeah, I mean, it, for it, the most part, having a lot of fun from what I exactly. I was, that's just exactly where I was going. If you guys don't know, if, I don't know if you've ever played D and D or any sort of tabletop, but it's essentially the DM or the GM, whoever's running the game's job, to make sure everyone's having fun. Right. Mm-hmm. That's really what it's about. Yeah. And so, my best example of how Cody's come a long way with this is. Back in high school, we were playing, and he was DMing for us. It's the Evelyn story. Yeah, it's the Evelyn story. <laughs> and this was a campaign that Cody and I had like kind of traded off being in that DM role, mm-hmm. guiding people through. So we had a, we were, that back then. We were working with like a very small, like it was us and like one, two, one or two like other players, and then Mike. like yeah, like like three other players, and two of them were like extremely not always around pretty much so yeah we had to work with kind of a, a smaller group so yeah we just but take this is, uh that night that cody was dming he won D. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. he uh he beat the party in combat yeah I, I went a little overboard with my boss monster and like wiped everyone out and was like yes and was like, <laughs> oh wait that's not the point of this at all now we're like all dead and we have to like come up with dumb reasons for our guys to come back to life so we can keep going yeah <laughs> <laughs> whoa, whoa what was the monster um 
it's a, called an abolith. It's like a Lovecraftian horror, like a big uh, psychic fish. Okay. That like, you know, ins- with extra slime. Yeah, with like tentacles and stuff, and it like enslaves people's minds and has like it had like a whole town like working for it or something, and like the adventurers wander in and get right. get involved. But uh, yeah, so I just like mind controlled my own my like my character, my like human sorcerer that I was playing, and then like between his like spell casting and like the stuff that Ablith could already do, I like pretty much made short work of the rest of the party. And then you And just... then in your mind, is that what your plan was? I mean, I was just getting like really competitive because I don't know. It was like my this was my first time DMing, and uh, it was like I don't know. I was still playing it like it's me versus them and right. I'm like trying to win this but that's like the DM is supposed to give everyone a good fight but ideally they do find victory in the end because that's more fun for everyone to succeed than for everyone to fail. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> but uh, lucky, luckily Kevin's character was like a cleric so whatever like weird deity he was worshipping some like ocean god or something like just restored everyone to life and we were, we were all good. All we had to do was like give them all of our fancy magic weapons and yeah, we armor were, that we probably shouldn't have had anyway. We were pretty over equipped for our level at the time. Since then I've learned a lot about what makes for a fun boss battle and usually your boss monster getting destroyed is um, in like a really epic way that is a hard fought thing is usually the best outcome so that's kind of what I do now <laughs> but yeah are you guys in a campaign together right now? yes Cody is DMing yes uh, this is my Curse of Strahd campaign it's uh, been going for probably coming up on two years. Uh, yeah, I think we're over two years, and we might be approaching like starting year three once we get into the fall. So I think I started the campaign sometime in August. Okay. So we we might be like finishing, but anyways, um, yeah. So like Jacob's one of my players in that. Um, it's like kind of like a uh, Transylvania setting where adventurers get lured into this shadowy realm with a quest line that's like promising like a huge payout if they can help the 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 king with his sick daughter and then it turns out there's no king there's no sick daughter and just brutality yeah it's like a vampire lord is like sitting at, at, at the top of the castle reigning over this realm and he just is bored and invites adventurers into his realm for him to with and eventually destroy so yeah and cody made it clear at the beginning of the campaign if you die you're dead yeah there's no there's no takesy backsies there's no going easy what the dice do the dice do yeah yeah (laughs) has anybody died yet oh yeah we've had three deaths yeah we've had a couple yeah but sometimes those deaths coincide with like players like moving to Arizona and like leaving the campaign in a significant way. Yeah. So that was like at least one of them. But there's really only been. Oh, I was. I didn't even think about those. Yeah. But there's been. Yeah, there's been like two in combat. I didn't intend for anyone to die, but that's just what occurred. Um, there's one that happened on like the third session. Yeah, they, the first night that they were like, oh, let's camp out in the woods. It'll be fine. We'll set up watch order. And then like they learned that there are werewolves in the woods of Barovia. And werewolves are like immune to 
basically everything except for like silvered weapons and magic, which they were a little low on at the time at that level. So the werewolves did a number on them. But also Ben was literally falling asleep at the table and was not playing his wizard correctly and had the skills and spells available to save himself. And so he just like wasn't playing his character optimally and he wasn't able to get away like the rest of the party was and the werewolves like I essentially sacrificed his character so the rest of the party could get away. Yeah. So they just surrounded him and just like kind of tore into his poor elf wizard and uh, yeah, he died from that. Um, uh, but yeah, that was didn't stop him from continuing on. Pick, no, he yeah. We, we essentially how it works is that like you have to basically take on the role of like an NPC that's been befriended along the way. And hopefully they have some useful talents to contribute. And if you're huh. not aware, an NPC is like a yeah, like a non-player character. One of literally somebody that the DM in this case, Cody, is like playing the role of, but maybe not may not be central to the campaign. Right, right. Just like all of the filler characters, essentially. But yeah. I don't know. I feel like we could go on about yeah, the yeah. exploits for. Yeah. <laughs> I'm medium into it. Yeah. Uh, I think that that, uh, ha- how you handle death is an interesting thing. If a character is to die, it like, it should be it's meaningful. better, it's better, yeah, it, should, it is better if there is meaning for it. It's like not that great when it's or just, if it's just really cool. If it just like randomly happens against like scrubby enemies that are just like, literally just like uh, the result of a die roll that I did to see who they ran into on the road or something then it's like not quite as epic as if like you know the vampire lord himself like cuts them down with his like doom blade or whatever yeah but uh, making like a a, like a set piece out of it is what I usually try and do if I like just decide like okay someone needs to die here and here's why but usually that's like not really the case I had I had the opportunity to do that with Kevin's character Also playing a cleric of life that Vampire Lord was definitely not down with, so he had to take care of that one. But, uh, yeah. But, uh, uh, have you had any ridiculously bad D and D experiences? Like, have you ever been yes. with a DM who's horrible? Yes. Um, when I started playing. D&D for the first time in college like it was like our it was Marilyn who was like oh we've got a we've got a D&D group do you want to join Cody I'm like uh yeah because I'd been going like you know it was like my sophomore uh, freshman year at UIC and so like I was not expecting to D&D to be like something that like the college kids are doing honestly but uh yeah so I got into a group with them and met a bunch of cool people um, and that was like a really solid group and we would had a couple different campaigns that turned out there but uh, there's been like there was like what a player that we picked up along the way that like we all kind of came to the realize realization that like none of us really liked and so we had kind of like an awkward like like how do we like disentangle this guy from us because we're just like yeah. One of our, one of our, the person that invited him was like too nice to tell him like no when he should have, 
and it just like kept going and it just kept and so essentially we ended up like sacrificing the campaign to rid ourselves of this player because wow. he just like the character he made and played was like just like super generic he like I don't know just wasn't funny and made really creepy like not funny jokes and uh, it was just yeah we just ended up not really liking him a whole lot um but yeah that's probably like the worst it's really gotten and that was even then like not even that bad but yeah yeah that's um, just like uh we slightly didn't click with this guy yeah yeah um there's been times when uh when ben ran a campaign um he was running it out of one of a pre-written one out of a book and uh, he kind of didn't. He he quickly discovered that that was like not really his style of running things because he he's like dyslexic. So like reading is like not really, <laughs> read, reading on the fly um, is like not really um, something that's super easy for him to do. And so there was like a lot of like really awkward like pauses and like he'd be reading is like. And then the elf ranger says her name is Shalili, Shaluli, Shalali. Uh, I'm gonna just name her Leia, uh, and it's just because like, he couldn't like pronounce the like the name that was given to her. Right. Um, and then like that was also like a campaign that had been out for a while, and so like I was kind of aware of it, and so like I just from my own being involved with what's out in terms of published content was like essentially knew more about the campaign than he himself was running and I was just like a player under him and so I was like uh, Ben aren't, aren't we supposed to find like the, like some sort of amulet on this person as well I was like oh yeah that's right uh, and then in your her pocket you find it's an amulet with a strange rune on it I was like yeah that's just the thing that's like the major clue <laughs> to the whole like bad guys operation but yeah, yeah you might want to throw that to us too Ben <laughs> so yeah um I, yeah, that was probably, that's like the weakest DM I've ever played under, but that was also like his first foray into it, and it's like a tough thing, and it's like, yeah, it know, takes time. it's easy to criticize someone, because I just have a lot of experience with it, and a lot hundreds of, and hundreds, yeah, a, a lot of, thousand plus hours, oh, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, it's usually... Things don't really, if a if a if like a bad thing is gonna happen in a, in a campaign setting in terms of like the social dynamic, it usually reveals itself like very early on, and it doesn't like spiral into like a huge problem. Usually, the campaign will like fizzle before it gets to that point. But you know, anytime you're dealing with a small group of people, there's gonna be some friction and clashes here and there. I think the worst one I had to deal with, also at college, with a completely separate group was a, yeah, my girlfriend plays D&D. &D. Okay, right. okay, Ashley, uh, what do you play? Oh, I play a level 64 Dark Elf. <laughs> that's not a thing. Yes, that's, that's not a level that, thing that you usually get to. Yeah. And by usually, it's like, they only have rules really written for 20 and like... Yeah kind of written up to 30 and then also it's I don't believe you <laughs> so she was just kind of a, 
a complete pain in the ass for the couple of sessions we played, and then she decided she didn't like it, and then stopped showing up with her boyfriend. So that was just a win-win for everyone. <laughs> yeah, that was part of the uh, sessions that we called D and D and D, Dungeons and Dragons and Drinking, because it was with a bunch of my frat brothers. Yeah. So that was like. My way to lure them into the nerds' world. Right. It's like, yeah, right. we're just gonna get hammered and it's then a, like use our imagination. Yeah. It's an elaborate drinking game. <laughs> so you guys went to different colleges, or did you guys split to go to the university? He went to Champaign. Okay. Yeah, we both went to universities of Illinois. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was down in Champaign, and I was in Chicago. Did you guys have any campaigns together while you? No. 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 Yeah, that would have been hard to manage. Yeah. When everyone was like coming home between some, like coming home to the back to the burbs, like for the summer, I think that's when I had like my Elnor campaign going. Yeah, we tried a couple of. Yeah, but yeah, it was, it was kind of tough and was a lot less regular than what we, what we have going on now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. In high school, I was like, I can't wait to get to college. I'm going to play D&D 24-7. It's all I'm going to do. And then uh, I played with this one group in college, and I was just like, these kids are too nerdy for me. I like, can't. <laughs> like, this is, this, is, this, is, this is another level, and I can't deal. And then I was like, there's a huge group at OSU's campus. I'm going to go down to OSU. And they would like, it's really easy to set up, uh, you just tell them that you're going to start a group and they give you like a thousand dollars or something ridiculous. What? At, at OSU, anybody can be a group they, and you here? immediately, oh, Ohio State. State. What would you use a thousand dollars for? <laughs> what couldn't you use a thousand dollars on? Miniatures, set <laughs> dressing. Right? Books. Yeah, yeah. It was like really ridiculous. Costumes. Oh my god. Yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um. We usually ask if your friendship has affected other relationships in your life, family, other friendships, romantic relationships. But it sounds like you guys have created quite a ripple effect. And, and yeah, I mean, your yeah, I would say our parents hang out. Yeah, that's true. Our dads go golfing every so often. Oh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cody, your dad accidentally texts me every couple of months thinking I'm my dad. Like, oh, <laughs> hey, Bob, want to hit the links today? <laughs> this is news to me. I'm not aware of this. Yeah. <laughs> um, it doesn't really surprise me, but that's, that's cool. My dad does like to golf and. Yeah, when my dad retired, yeah, probably about year to year and a half ago. So mm-hmm. all the time in the world. Yeah, Jacob's parents throw like an annual like big Halloween party that a bunch of family friends come to, and so like everyone dresses up for that. And so my parents have that's like like their ho- one of the Halloween parties that they go to, um, and uh, they've done that for couple of years for sure probably like eight years or yeah something. yeah uh, 
Jacob's dad is, has a band and page. And they do shows at venues here and there, so the, my friends will go out and see them and get out on the dance floor. And Did they meet through you? Yeah. 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 Definitely. But That's cool. Yeah. I mean, I and I was like hanging out. I mean, like both of us were like pretty much regular fixtures in each other's homes during the time that we were in school together. Yeah, mostly your house because you had a basement. Yeah, that and like yeah, we mine mine was kind of the, the hangout spot. But Close enough from school that we could walk there afterwards. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, and so I would, and I would like go on like family vacation with the Cooses over here. They'd be along for the ride, and, and vice versa too. Out. Oh, yeah. that's cool. Yeah. Do you remember in Cancun? Yeah, we went down to Cancun uh, together. Oh wow! Well, with yeah, with my parents they got suckered into buying some sort of timeshare-esque thing because <laughs> the guy mentioned the two magic words to my dad, free golf. And so <laughs> that had him like hook, line, and sinker. Um, but yeah, we got to go to Cancun for a couple times and stay at like the, some inclusive, all-inclusive type helio. That was pretty nice. Of course, we were like underage at the time, so like... We and even under like... Mexican. Yeah, age. yeah, exactly. So like, we didn't really get to truly live it up down there with the pina coladas and margaritas and whatnot. But um, but we did overflow the like whirlpool bathtub with bubbles. <laughs> oh yeah. With bubbles. We yeah. used all of the bubble bath. Nice. And we even even like I think saved it up over the course of several days. It was yeah. We we're like oh it'd be awesome if we just put like a bunch of these little bottles of bubble bath. <laughs> it wasn't totally a problem it was more awesome than a problem yeah but we did have an absurd amount of bubbles that were like <laughs> six feet above the surface of the water practically and like overflowing and we had to like open the balcony window and kind of shoo some out because it was just like getting to be a, a lot but um, yeah that was a pretty sweet adventure we like made those house the the like staff like get us room service like at really annoying hours late at night oh yeah <laughs> but the kitchen's open so at least there's something for them to do i guess and they got tipped yeah that's true that's yeah true. but yeah that was a pretty sweet adventure um another cool one was when i came along with their family vacation to north carolina stayed at like a like beachfront condo type deal that was pretty sweet yeah do you have brothers or sisters i do not i have a little sister that i actually i guess you didn't know me before natasha was adopted correct i guess i've always had a sister you. yes but yes i have a little sister uh do you get along with her? Um, she, like, doesn't really involve herself in our affairs. Yeah, she, she has completely different interests than us. Yeah. Um, I mean, to be perfectly honest, I don't really talk to her a whole bunch beyond, like, yeah, family-related things. Yeah. Um, what is the 
it's giving a significant. her unwarranted advice. It's like a significant. <laughs> her unwarranted. Yeah, I, she's eight years younger. Than yeah, so yeah, 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 yeah. Like she's she a whole just world. graduated high school. Yeah. It's like having that older cousin. I kind of imagine. Yeah. Yeah. Like you were saying, I don't know what the age difference there is, but I mean, all of my cousins are older. Yeah, same here. All of mine are at least a decade older than me. Some of them are like that, and then so I don't know. My closest brother is 15 years older than me, and so it has to be a big gap mm-hmm. for me to be like that person's an adult. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I um, I have a younger sister, and she is 11 years younger than I am. So there oh, is. So She's a, yeah, yeah, she's a child. She's legitimately <laughs> a considered child. a child. Um, and it's interesting because I think she thinks of me as an adult. And I still don't think of myself as an adult. <laughs> so. Yeah. yeah. I had that discussion with uh, my older brother like a month ago. Where we were just talking about life and stuff. And I was like, the other day... I had done something ridiculous, and somebody's really upset with me, and I was like, how can you be upset with me? I'm just a kid. <laughs> and then I was like, wait a second. In your eyes, I'm an adult. <laughs> you should be upset. My behavior was ridiculous. Yeah, that's how I feel with my younger sister. I feel partially responsible. Like, I feel like I have to be an adult to her, because I don't want her think that my stupidity is like okay right right. because i don't think it's okay yeah you can't be like this forever yeah exactly but i think that as an american is her right she gets to be she can do if she wants if she wants to become president she can become president (laughs) she can do whatever she wants my cousins have kids so i i don't know if they trying to remember whether I'm like closer in age to the kids or to them well no but like great cousin or oh, what it's called uncle or cousin uncle I think they're like I don't know well I don't know I don't remember what they call me oh. uh. yeah, I think since like Jacob was pretty much like rocking the only child lifestyle for the 13 years yeah at the majority of his years at the time that I met him, like I feel like that's kind of like why we were on such like similar wavelengths in mm-hmm. terms of like just kind of being like you know indoor kids that like intellectually stimulating pursuits, and by that I mean video games. In a way, in a way. Among other things, of course, <laughs> but uh, yeah. I feel like that's got a lot to do with why we get along so well. Yeah. Did you ever have a fight that was so bad that you thought, like, oh, this friendship might be over? I don't think so. No. We, there's not a whole lot of, like, Conflict source, like, yeah. Because board games really upset me sometimes. Yeah, I like that. Let's. Yeah, but that's like that doesn't even hardly count. Yeah, no, we get 
yeah, we can get like heated over in like com- competitive ways here and there, but like not to the point that it ever like goes Would beyond over that the thing. game. Yeah, that would absolutely. Probably, yeah, um, me wiping out the party with that abolith might have been the closest because I remembered. <laughs> We were like throwing stuff at each other in like defiance of our roles and stuff here yeah. and there. But um, yeah, no, there's, um, yeah, we've never really been like harshly divided on a topic. Yeah, I mean, I can't think of a single time like we've been at each other's throats. Yeah, no. You kind of both seem so laid back to me. That's yeah. that you, I don't know yeah. if you've had that experience. Yeah. And there was one friend I didn't talk to for a couple of months because he sucker punched me in the face at a party. For... Is this a frat friend? No. no. It's a mutual friend. All right. <laughs> uh, I guess he can remain unnamed. Sure. He's been, yeah, yes. he's been named for another anecdote in this discussion. For what purpose? Oh, he was mad at me because I didn't want to not buy a new car as I was moving down to the city. He thought that I should definitely just be bike-centric. So he punched you over it? I guess. <laughs> there, there was like, there was more feeling behind it that he explained later that there were like things he was hung up on, I guess, but... Yes. Yeah, the, the straw that broke the camel's back was that I wasn't gonna be a pure public transit bike person with a dog yeah working in the suburbs yeah yeah a bike plan didn't make sense at all for you too that's so funny yeah sometimes our friends get like a little rowdy and they like there has been times when there's been like mutually agreed upon like many times clashes of that of um the old drunken fisticuffs. Yeah, right. yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. You, you want to just go out to the yard? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, yeah. That's usually, funny. usually when it does occur, it's because it's like amongst people that are like they all know what they're signing up for and they're like all down for it. But this was kind of like a situation where like it was Jacob, a sucker punch. Jacob just got like blasted out of nowhere. <laughs> so yeah, that was. I guess I didn't realize that you weren't talking to him for so long. But I guess that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I guess not that I wasn't talking to him. Like it wasn't that I was refusing contact. Yeah, I just wasn't like reaching out to him and chatting with him on the regular. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, that's a ridiculous. I mean, punching people is ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that is a ridiculous straw. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, it was. But yeah, no, I've uh, never sucker punched Cody. And yeah, no, I'm, you know, Jacob knows I'm a delicate flower. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not, I'm not in on their uh, brawls that they they do when the the cups are flowing. Feeling like this friendship's probably gonna be a a, a lifelong lasting one. I mean, we've made it this far. I feel yeah. like it would it would take like one, <laughs> why not? It would probably take one of us like moving out of the country to like put a serious like dent in it. Yeah. Or like you know on the other side of the states or something. But like even then, I mean, we've got we've got a buddy in Oregon that we speak to regularly just 
because we're all on the same like headset channel when we're playing computer games on a pretty regular basis. So mm-hmm. yeah, I think it, we stay in touch despite our spreaded state. That's something my parents point out all the time. They're like, "I, I wish we had this kind of technology." Cause I would have stayed in touch with so many people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like they're like it's like, even between my brothers and sister who were way older than me, mm-hmm. it's a big difference in like, you know. Yeah. They they didn't have chat IM programs, so they didn't stay in contact, and even if they did like Facebook friend these old people. It's just different. It's just different. Yeah. But if you stay in touch with them. Yeah. Even just the little, like, pinging once a month or whatever. Yeah. Some sort of checking out what you're up to. Yeah. It's way easier now. One of my, like, first, actually, absolutely my first good friend, we were talking about him earlier, he moved to Phoenix, and I hopped on Facebook earlier this week. And Facebook was in my face with like, hey, look, oh, Jake yeah. and Kevin have been friends for 10 years. And I'm like, nah, Facebook, you don't even know. <laughs> you don't right, even right, know. Yeah. Double that, bro. Yeah. Double that. <laughs> but we don't really keep in touch all that much. Yeah. That's that yeah. sort of friendship where it's just. Kevin's there. also engaged, which might maybe has a little bit of something to do with it as well. But <laughs> I don't. Really think so. I mean, when we were off at college, we would only talk every three, four months. Yeah. 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 Some friendships are like that. Like it's like you don't have to constantly see each other. Yeah. I mean, we'll yeah. we'll ping each other with like, hey, have you heard this band or yeah. Yeah, have you played this game? Yeah. And we'll like have good a good chat going that day, and mm-hmm. then like, all right, cool. Yeah. Talk to you next time that happens. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, do you have general thoughts about like what what friendship what defines friendship? And you can say that's too broad. Uh not being opposed to each other's presence. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's a very laid yeah, back and then Yeah. The occasional seeking out, uh, just hanging out. Yeah. Right. I, You're friends with the people you want to be friends with. Yeah, I think choice is the defining aspect of the friend relationship. Because oh, I think it's that's like, interesting. Because it's like, you choose who your friends are. Like, you choose, like, who you want to communicate with and, like, you know, formulate plans with and arrange times when you're existing in the same room together, like... It's not like family who you just, you're like, oh, these are like your blood relatives, you're stuck, this is who you got. Yeah. Um, it's not like, you know, coworkers, like, oh, these are the people working alongside you, this is like, this is what you got. But like, a friend is like, you know, this is someone that you have used your time to build a bond with, and yeah, like, you enjoy whatever it is that they are about and am, and uh and you just like rock that out, I guess. Yeah, I mean, it's there's the saying that friends are the family that you choose. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I mean, for our friend group, I 
I'm behind that 100%, especially with the kind of family aspect to it. True. There's just so much of us. When yeah. we have our get-togethers, which, unfortunately, with adult life, are less and less frequent. But, I mean, right. you know, we still hit holidays yeah. and stuff. Mm-hmm. Sometimes there's some people gone. But it's like family getting together again. Yeah. Nice. But without the, like... But without the obligation of its family, and yeah, maybe and you don't that, like, really want to be there. Yeah. And there's maybe people you don't really want to talk to. Yeah, I think that's kind of, to me, my friends have always felt like a stronger bond to me than, like, family members. Like, like I'm close with my parents because I'm, like, an only child, but, like, my extended family lives out of state, like, to every last one of them. So, like, you know, I see my friends much more than I do see, like, you know, my aunts, my uncles, my cousins, their kids, whatever. So just like by sheer amount of time spent with like friends kind of come out on top for me especially and yeah I mean like I being an only child without like brothers and sisters like I've kind of always had to learn how to like either be fine with entertaining myself or like you know making a friend to spend time with so I've always had like a not like a ton of friends but like a smaller number of like really close-knit friends and Jacob's definitely one of them, and we've got a, a decent cast between the Although, two of us. Yeah, it's actually oh. pretty incredible that like end of high school super group. Yeah, we had we a, had a solid like dozen good friends. Mm, yeah, and yeah, the relationships have, despite geographical distances and different uh, work schedules and everything like that, we managed to still in contact with each other regularly and like you know talk with one another on like a daily basis because we're all in a, a group chat on a yeah I, I was just thinking that also because it's flashing its light at me yeah <laughs> I was it's going right we now. probably have 16 people in there is it up to that many? probably yeah it's possible I mean there's people that don't yeah talk all that much but Is that a, on a Gchat thread, or is it like a Discord thing? Ooh, uh, going to plug the wire here. Uh-huh. It's a uh, peer-to-peer encrypted chat. All right. Um, based in Switzerland, <laughs> who are well known for not uh, you know, sending off chat logs because some foreign government asks them. Nice. Our hacker friend kind of got us all into this. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's all about like maintaining privacy to the max, no matter what, and just like he's just like super paranoid about what like future dystopian people in power might be able to dig up from the digital archive and like bring. And it's not wrong. Bring uh, right, bring right. against yeah. people yeah. like uh, in. 2014, you said this in a chat message, and now that's against the law, and you're under arrest. So like, ex post facto. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It feels, sometimes it feels that way. You read an article, and, you know, it's about some tweet some guy did yeah. in 2008, 
And now he's being held accountable for it. For it. And yeah, he's yeah, like, yeah. I'm different now, but no one on Twitter cares. No, <laughs> nobody on Twitter cares. Yeah, so the why is what we use for our communications and uh, plus there's a pretty cool GIF search engine. Yeah, yeah, it's got some, it's got the, <laughs> the dumb extra features, so post pictures and drawing them and all those kind of things. So we have fun with that as well. But, and then we also have like a, we use like this, we use Discord here and there, but Mumble is like the audio yeah program on the computer that we do for our like gaming and stuff. So. Gaming in general. Again, our hacker friend has like a server that he hosts that we all just like log on to. That's when we talk to one another instead of like calling each other on the phone. We just like wait until the next time they're on that. Which is usually like whatever night it is. Yeah. There's usually somebody online. Yeah. Okay, bam. Uh, we finished a show. You finished a show? Uh, and now what do you do? You're like, clearly... You keep going. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, okay. clearly you have nothing better to do. So <laughs> just listen <laughs> to the next show. Oof, if, oof. You, if you made it through a full one. Oh, and then number two, mm-hmm. uh, if you listen to the first show, we were like, we're super accessible. Yeah. You can email us and talk to us. All of that is in the footnotes yeah. of each episode. But I want to like raise the stakes okay and be like definitely email me if you if you made it through this show i want you to email me yeah just like do it do it like it's not like uh, okay you could do this no No, do do it yeah do this thing please do it literally yeah we'd be so happy yeah yeah i have so many friends i have a couple friends who do podcasts and then they're like you know a hundred thousands of people listen I have no feedback. It's fucking... Two, I want two people to listen and just send me feedback, and then I'll feel good about myself. Great. Okay, well, if you're going to be one of those peop- two people, we're looking forward... To getting your email. Yes. Um, okay. Great. Uh, catch you in the next one. Yeah, thanks.